Hello and welcome back to the Learning Leadership Podcast. My name is Zach and today we are talking about our week six. We are now into the textbook Business Research Methods by Pamela S. Schindler and we are in part uh, four and we are talking about the uh, uh, samples and how we're going to be looking at uh, taking that information, collect, prepare, and examine the data and moving on to how we examine that data. Uh, class uh, basically talks about taking our class members, our work associates, our friends, or our family, and asking them to answer uh, the following question. And this question is, what are your career aspirations for the next five years? And so I took eight of the people that I talked to most in my life, and I asked them to um, uh, answer three questions for me. Uh, the way I tried to gather uh, my information was based on content analysis. And the coded response that I'm looking for is recording units and specifically syntactical units. And these are the specific author-defined words, phrases, sentences, or paragraph. Words are the smallest and most reliable data units to analyze. And although we can certainly count these units, we are more interested in the meaning or context. And so the way I set up my experiment was I looked at sampling. I took eight of the people I talked to most on a regular basis. And I asked them about their career goals. And I asked them about their family goals and their personal goals. And what I was looking for were certain phrases, words, or sentences, or little meanings, and, and to be able to kind of think about how that relates to how are your career aspirations for the next five years, or what are your career aspirations. And so these people, in no particular order, I've arranged them on uh, using alpha through hotel uh, letters. And so you'll just hear different words representing different letters. And so uh, person alpha, uh, their career goal was this is a person who makes uh, upwards of two digits of millions of dollars uh, per year. And I asked them, what are your five year goals for uh, your career? And they said they wanted to be working toward getting into that triple digits of millions of dollars net worth over the next five years. And that's an amazing goal. Uh, family, they wanted to be able to um, spend more time with their family. That was, that was the phrase they used. And uh, personally, they wanted to travel more. Um, I had person Bravo. Uh, their career goal was they're within uh, f- five years of retirement, and they're looking forward to retiring uh, from their job. And for family, they wanted to uh, travel with their family. And personally, they wanted to spend, they wanted to have more time with themselves. Uh, I have person Charlie. And person Charlie is going through uh, the preliminary stages of a divorce. And, you know, these, um, you know, life happens to everyone, and their uh, career goal um, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Uh, their career goal was to get healthy. This person is experiencing um, a lot of uh, health problems that are preventing them from doing their uh, occupation right now. But they're hoping to get healthy. Healthy. Their their family goal is they're um, they're going to be going through a divorce, and they're hoping that in five years that they can come out of this divorce, um, you know, as best they can. And personally, they're they're open and hopeful to find love in the next relationship. Uh, person Delta. Uh, this person is goal is to get hired, and they want to have some sustainability. Was the word that they said in their career, and then uh, for their family, they wanted more time, and then personally, they wanted to be able to relax. And then I have uh, person Echo. Uh, their goal was to become a leader in their organization, take the next level. They wanted to move uh, uh, halfway across the country to a new state, and personally, they wanted to be able to enjoy the time that they have more. 
uh, person Foxtrot. Uh, their goal, uh, this is a political person, they wanted to, um, their political party didn't uh, win, so they're looking for a new political party. And they're thinking about uh, maybe even changing their political party. And so that, that is all related to their career. Um, family, uh, they are, uh, they're not interested in having a family. They're not interested in getting married. They just want to focus on their career. And that's also, their career goal is also their personal goal. And then I have another person, person golf, and person's uh, golf's career goal is uh, to be able to work from home while uh, their child is growing to the age where they can actually go to school. And their family goal is to be able to be the best mother they can be uh, while they're um, going uh, to stay at home working. And personally, they're looking for uh, looking for the time where they can uh, be able to have their um, both their sons in um, school and that they can resume uh, their career uh, again and be able to have a little bit more um, uh, time uh, for their personal life. And then person hotel, this, is, this person uh, is working on their dissertation and they're looking forward to completing their dissertation over the next three years and they're not interested in getting married or um, having a serious relationship or having children. And personally, they're looking forward to being able to have the time to resume um, an avid uh, traveling lifestyle. And so I think that's really uh, a great way to take a sample like this to be able to answer the question, what are your career aspirations the next five years? I'm breaking it down to the three things that really, you know, are kind of, um, you know, uh, Benjamin Franklin defined the perfect day as uh, a 24-hour day that was equal parts, eight hours of career, eight hours, um, you know, resting, and eight hours um, of personal time. And I you really can't ask people what they get out of resting, but what you can do is you can divide that time that's not resting and not um, doing their career, and you can divide that into family and personal time. And so I think you know those are the three things that impact um, pretty much everyone on some um, some extent. And those are and giving people's own words by using the synodical units, uh, author-defined words, is a great way to be able to use that uh, type of things to find frequency inside of uh, code responses and content analysis. Uh, as you can see through that study, um, multiple times in different lists, we found uh, similarities in frequencies of um, the things that hit the most were um, travel and time. It was uh, an equal equal parts thing there of what they were looking for. Um, people are focused on their on their careers. Uh, it, it's a it's a big thing, but also they want to be able to balance the time to be able to enjoy their time and to travel. So that was a constant theme in this study. Moving on to chapter fourteen. Uh, we'll switch gears here. This is hypothesis testing. And so uh, you are curious about whether the professor and students at your school are different political persuasions. So you take a sample of 20 professors and 20 students drawn randomly from each population. You find that 10 professors say that they are conservative and six students say they are conservative. Is this statistically significant difference? And so uh, if you've taken any higher level math, you've probably uh, gone through a study of probabilities. and. Uh, a lot of probability studies go something like this. Um, there is, um, there's always been like a, a marble study uh, where they say there's 100 marbles, 50 of them are red, 50 of them are white. Um, pulled at random, what's the probability that you uh, pull out five red and five white? And well, you would say like, well, yeah, you, you mean, that's pretty much, you know, yeah, if we do a sampling of 10, we'll probably find five red and five white. But Anyone who's been to Vegas or has done any type of gambling knows that these types of probabilities, they come up at random. And yeah, if you did thousands of them, 
that and you average them together, you would find that the findings of probability are in fact, yes, um, they're about 50-50. But that's not to say that you know, even with, if you flip a coin, the probability of you flipping heads 10 times in a row is very, 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 very rare. And so when you look at this data and you ask 20 professors and 20, 20 students, and you get 10 of the professors, half of them say that, yes, we, you know, we believe this politically. And you measure 20 students and, you know, just, just over a quarter of them say, yes, is this a, a statistically significant difference? Well, I'll give you the business school answer and I, I'll say it depends, you know, is, you know, this, this sampling doesn't take into considera consideration the, the members of the entire school. It doesn't take into consideration all the universities of a, of a particular state or a particular country or all the students that are in this branch of higher education or in the world and so on average you would be, you would tend to get a certain uh, type of statistical significance and difference in this one uh, you're just getting what uh, you're getting and classical so you have to look at the two approaches to hypothesis testing which are classical st statistics and the second approach known as uh, Bayesian statistics, which is an extension of the classical approach, but it uses sampling data and goes beyond to consider all other available information. So that's what we talked about. These subjective estimates are based on general experiences rather than on specific uh, collected data. That's what uh, Pamela S. Schindler talked about in the book. And so various decision rules are established and cost and other estimates can be introduced. And so that's what gives us a more statistically significant difference when we examine the data. That gives us the opportunity to be able to expect outcomes of combinations of these elements and use that to judge the decisions of the alternatives. And so I hate to, you know, kind of throw out the whole, uh, you know, business school answer, but it does depend if we're looking at uh, how we look at this kind of data as it relates to statistically significant differences. And I think the that you looking at the second approach of Bayesian statistics takes the classical approach just one step further to be able to say this data matters because it comes from these sources. So thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week.